Be still and cool in thy own mind and spirit from thy own thoughts. And then thou wilt feel the principle of God. Chapter 3, Section G. Early friends faced the daily job of recognizing the true from the subjective when they felt led to speech and action. From Jeremiah's time to the present, men have known no absolute or easy way to tell a genuinely divine message from wishful impulses and false prophecy. The problem was made urgent for Quakers because they were regularly labeled by people of their time as ranters. The actual ranters were a religious movement of the 17th century that superficially resembled friends, and used much of the same religious language. Ranchers claimed that since they were redeemed and led by the Spirit, they could do no wrong, and so followed impulses of, into all kinds of immorality and anarchy. Some went further, saying that no man could be freed from a sin until he had committed that sin as if it were not a sin. Most of them felt they had found true faith or had been given a special prophetic call by God after a period of frustration in Orthodox churches. Some were clearly psychotic. It was therefore important for Quakers to know themselves, to find a basis for guiding and disciplining one another when necessary, and to explain to others how they differed from ranters. While friends emphasize being led by the Holy Spirit, they recognize that we are susceptible to the prince of lies, the spirit of deceit. Thus, the ability to discern a true leading from a false one is of great importance. Hugh Barber described four tests friends have used over the years for discerning whether a leading is truly of Christ Jesus. 1. Moral Purity The first test for the genuineness of a leading was moral purity. Friends said that ranters, quote-unquote, fled the cross, and that the true spirit was always contrary to self-will and led to righteousness. They applied this test within their own groups and their austerity was certainly in contrast to the libertine habits of the ranters. Even condemnation of the impure was part of this test. For the word of the Lord is pure, wrote George Fox in a reference to Jeremiah 23, 28, and answers the pure in everyone. It is as a hammer to beat down the transgressor. 2. Patience. As a second test, Elders warned friends to sit with their leadings for a while in patience. Self-will is impatient of tests. Fox wrote, Be patient and still in the power, and sit in the light that doth convince you. Keep your minds unto God. If you sit still in the patience which overcomes in the power of God, there will be no flying. 3. Consistency with Others a third and most important test was likely to be the self-consistency of the spirit. The light should not contradict itself, either in history or among the members of the spirit-led group. Even the senior preachers submitted their directives to each other's testings. In 1659, Thomas Aldham and William Jewsbury wrote to George Fox and Edward Burrow, quote, 
take into your consideration the, the things written down in that power which came to me and William Dewsbury at York, and let me have an answer how large the wisdom of God in you doth approve of the particular things to be done, and in what disapproves of, that in one mind we may meet. Unquote. From these informal ways of verifying each other's leadings, there grew up in turn the practical process of Quaker meetings for business. Sharing the Spirit of God within them underlay the deepest of all Quaker experiences, the unspoken awareness of the unification of the group by the Spirit in the silent meeting, where the whole body, not primarily its individuals, received power, wisdom, and joy. 4. Consistency with the Bible One strong means for using the consistency of the Spirit as a test for the validity of leadings was to compare them with biblical statements. Friends were never willing to use the Bible directly as a guidepost or rule book, lest it substitute for each person's own direct experience of the light of Christ. In every area of life, the Spirit must be absolute. But the Quakers, of course, believed that the biblical writers were also divinely inspired, and that biblical teachings and prophecies were therefore proper to use for comparison. They were also willing for their opponents to test them by the Bible. This agreement of the Spirit with the Bible was recognized more easily than it would be now, since early friends were steeped in the Bible and its vocabulary. Be still and cool in thy own mind and spirit from thy own thoughts. And then thou wilt feel the principle of God to turn thy mind to the Lord God, whereby thou wilt receive God's strength and power from whence life comes, whereby thou wilt receive God's strength to allay all blustering storms and tempests. This podcast has presented a portion of the book Traditional Quaker Christianity. The book was assembled and edited by Cherry Wallace, Jack and Susan Smith, and Arthur Burke. It was read by Chip Thomas, and the audio edited by the same. The music was provided by Paulette Meyer. Paulette's music is available at paulettemeyer.com. <laughs>